movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome back to Scene and Nerd. It's been uh, it's been a couple weeks, at least for me. I know you got to hear Matt and Sarah last week go all crazy about the Legends of Tomorrow finale, but we're going to be talking all about Flaro this week. Well, you don't know what that means? It's Arrow and Flash, duh, right? Somebody back me up here. You didn't I introduce didn't... us yet, so we're not supposed yeah. to talk. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> Wow, that's a good way to start the show. All right, Just let's following get in... your rules. <laughs> okay, let's get into introductions. I'm your host, Pacey Pete. Alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy. Did you also notice that your voice cracked at the beginning, Pete? Are you getting emotional already? <laughs> no, I'm not getting emotional. That doesn't come till the end, remember? When right. Barry goes back in time and sets us all straight. and we're all like, Oh, man, I should have queued up some Sarah McLaughlin or oh. something. <laughs> Yes, that would have made me cry. Well, like reverse Sarah McLaughlin because she didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Miss Sarah Belmont. What's up, Sarah? Not much. I'm just listening to the small violin being played in the background. It's very soothing. Small violin? Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Well, we're talking like <laughs> this because this is my last show as host, and... It's been fun. It's been awesome, and I love these guys. It's always been fun, like coming in every week and talking about Flash, Arrow, Legends, or any, all the other shows we talk about. Um, so I'll miss these guys. I mean, I'm not going away. I'm just like you know stepping away from my hosting gig. Uh, hey, but, Pete. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you're not dying. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw that out there. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Wet Blanket. <laughs> <laughs> what blanket like do you want to be dying or something <laughs> no no but never mind never mind oh my goodness this um, is a weird start before we kick things off i don't know if you guys got the news it hit the, it popped up like three or four hours ago but tom cavanaugh is coming back as season three regular Woo-hoo! as a regular that's interesting yes i am so excited so to clarify, regular means like his name is gonna be like in the beginning of like the show, right? Yes, we're gonna see him. <laughs> we should see like... him almost every episode. Yes. Oh, that's manas. That's awesome. I'm he's so be... happy about that. I hope he's gonna be like just a different version of Harrison Wells, like from different Earths. <laughs> like he just plays the same character but differently every year. Oh, I think we're gonna get the actual Harrison Wells this time. Well, yes, that makes sense. But we'll With, get into that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll jump into that. But let's <laughs> let's kick things off with the season finale of Arrow. Now, I want to ask you, Sarah, because you had a lot of predictions about this one. <laughs> one prediction in, partic- in particular where you thought that Felicity was going to go Thea and just run off with, Mal- with, with her dad the way Thea yeah. ran off with Malcolm. Yeah. So what did you think of the way they ended it with everyone leaving except Felicity and Oliver? I'm very mixed. Like, overall, just the episode in general, I'm very mixed about it as a whole, I guess. And because I I like the fact that she stayed, but then again, I don't like the fact that she stayed. (laughs) 
I don't know. It's 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 kind of stupid. I have issues with it because it doesn't make sense in terms of what happened to Felicity's character this season if she's not also leaving either. Because what they did is they had Thea and Diggle and even Quentin Lance all leave after all these events because, and they kind of did this with that final monologue about. It's not a darkness that Oliver's been feeling this whole time inside of him. It's a schism. So it's this being torn between two identities and, and, and everything like that. So I don't know. You sound very, very mixed about this. I, I I maybe said that five times, but (laughs) I hate this question. Next. (laughs) Matt, what do you think the team breaking up there at the end? I um I kind of like it. Um, it it was pretty neat seeing like everyone kind of like all meet in the center, very like Ocean's Eleven kind of, and like kind of walking away one at a time. And then it kind of you know brings it all back to square one. You know the original team Arrow, Felicity, and Oliver, and um, where's it gonna go from there? But I do agree with Sarah that it didn't really make sense from the standpoint of Felicity's character this season because the reason why she stayed was because of all the shit that's been popping off in Star City. So I was like, oh, then she's going to also exit because she's like, you know what? Now that, you know, the world is not going to end, time for me to take some time myself, reevaluate our relationship by myself. And I was like, so Oliver's going to be left alone staring at, you know, his costume on the mannequin. And that's how the season would close. But now it's more like Felicity's back to like, yay, Team Arrow. Let's let's see what we got on to the next bad guy. And it it was cool that it kind of set up you know, for the next season to go anywhere. But, um, I have some like, I, I don't know. You know, <clears throat> it didn't make any sense with Felicity. So that was, that was my only gripe. But I, I overall liked it, though. That was well, pretty neat. Um, I heard Sarah say something about thoughts. Now, I wanted to ask you guys both because obviously the events of the finale of The Flash are going to have a ripple effect on the entire DC TV universe. Um, I mean, how can they not? Uh, so do you guys think that the way they ended things on Arrow is in any way correlated to, I mean, uh, the way, um, oh yeah, the way the Arrow ended, um, or connected to the way the Flash ended? Uh, Sarah, what do you think? Wait, what? The way that Arrow ended, which was very, like, mm, I mean, the team, it seemed like a lot of things were resolved. And it feels like very much like it can open as a clean slate in season five. Do you think that was purposely done because of what happened at the end of the Flash? So I guess. Well, oh, go no, ahead. no, no, I understand more what what you're trying to get at with that now. So actually, it kind of upset me even more how it ended because they there's clear setup for. Mayor Oliver Queen in fifth season. And also, he's going to be in the flashbacks. Finally, we're going to see the Brofta and how that unfolds. So now, having watched The Flash, going into this, I'm like, okay, there's going to be a major twist. Like, all of a sudden, everything, like, they're going to save the day, and then everything's just going to disappear. And suddenly, Oliver's going to wake up, and everything's different, right? Mm -hmm. Because The Flash aired before Arrow. But now I'm just like, 
are they going to mix, like, are the repercussions going to bleed over into Arrow at all? Because it's going to piss me off if there's no effect on Arrow. I'm just going to put that out right now. That's that's a valid concern because I've, I've actually read that, um, just some speculation that people think next season what Barry did was he created... Uh, a separate timeline with the whole Flashpoint angle, how they ended the season finale with the Flash, and the timeline that we see with uh, Arrow uh, moving forward and, and, the, and you know Team Flash and everything, that's still going to continue. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think, Matt? What do you think of that? Do you like the idea of dual timelines and and basically what Barry's doing? Is it necessarily affecting what's going on um, on the opposite end of the spectrum? That make I think sense? it would be it would create a lot of extra effort and collaboration with all the different writing teams. Um, not to say that they don't want to do that, but it might like throw an extra wrench in the plan because I don't know if the writers you know have a real hard plan on approaching their next season for their respect shows. So. Having to worry about what happened in the Flash would be fun, and that they're like, okay, yeah, so because this happened, then that affects all of these other shows, and it would make sense that they would do that because they're also bringing in uh, Supergirl um, on the same network. So we'll see how that's going to be integrated. But I think they're going to just kind of tell their own stories. It's not going to bleed over too much into Arrow at all, except for that big four episode or that four show crossover one night event or whatever it is. That might be where Barry's actions affect the rest of the show. They might save it for just that event and not like an overall season talking point. Does that make sense? Yep. It does. It does make sense. Um, I I would hope that some things do affect uh, the universe as a whole. Um, obviously, if they go this route um, with the dual timelines, I think that... It could work. Like Matt said, it's going to take a lot of effort from all the writing teams. Um, maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with uh, with predictions. But um, I can foresee next season where um, they kind of do their own thing. We do the dual, par- uh, the, the dual timelines and you know, Arrow's kind of going about their business. Flash, The team Flash is going about their business minus Barry. And then you got Barry going with the whole Flashpoint angle. Um, I, I think that if they run that course, I think that all this has been done to set up the four episode crossover, um, that would, you know, whether it's converging all, you know, converging Kara's Earth and, or Kara's Earth and, and making it one, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I think that it's been placed as some big plot device to, you know, bring about this big cr- crossover. I don't. I don't think it's going to go necessarily full Flashpoint. Um, I don't think it's Infinite Crisis. I've heard a lot of people say it could be that. I don't think that it, it's that at all. I actually think they're saving Infinite Crisis for a big, big uh, movie event that bridges the DC TV universe and the DCEU. Um, so I, I don't. I think that this is just something to help lead them more towards the four-episode. Uh, Crossover. What do you think of that, Sarah? Would you want to see something like that? I mean, you're not too thrilled of the possibility of like a, you know, 
uh, Arrow not necessarily having a huge effect from what Barry did. Oh, so so I yeah I think I think it's the safest best bet to place um, that the the true repercussions are going to play out during the crossover, which I would hope would be the season premieres for all shows. If that makes sense, because I don't want to start Arrow and just be waiting for that crossover because all of this cool stuff is going on in the Flash because that's going to bore me. But I have Arrow season five predictions already. I mean, really, the the thing about this episode is it's very underwhelming season finale, yet I am still anticipating season five. So I guess it did its job. I don't know. Well, that makes sense. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you guys, too, about specific things about this episode. You know, like, you know, Matt, you said you liked it. Sarah, you said you were mixed about it. Um, I think I'm kind of mixed. I, I'm i not sure how much I liked it. I'm not, I think one of the things I was disappointed about was, I I was kind of disappointed with how things went with Damien Dark. Just because yeah. I, I like Neil McDonough and I felt like he was a good villain. I know a lot of people, I, I know a lot of people don't, don't like this season, but I felt like he was a good villain and Definitely a step up from Ra's al Ghul, in my opinion, um, from last season. Uh, but I felt like he was kind of wasted. Like, I didn't... I don't know. I mean, I don't Maybe know. Maybe not wasted, just utter, like, underutilized. That underutilized. Synonyms, that's, that's a better word. That's a better word. Yeah. Like, um, he could have been on, like, at least 90% of the episodes. Like, he could have missed a couple episodes, you know, yeah. this season. Um, there was, like, kind of the whole thing I've been complaining about this whole time is that there's not really... There wasn't a huge focus on him as the main bad guy, and except for like maybe three episodes, and then they do their interpersonal relationship stuff for another couple episodes, and then they bring him back in. It's like, oh yeah, remember he's here with Hive and stuff like that. It's like there wasn't like a constant threat from him at all times. I feel like. Yeah, no, I would agree with that, and I think uh, retrospectively looking back at both of these shows and how they treat the villains it feels like the best villains i mean and i'm talking about arrow season two and then flash season one they started off the season kind of introducing us to the villain straight off the bat however there's a there's a mystery tied to that villain that takes you into the mid-season finale and then the villain really comes and you see all of his, um, and he becomes a force, like a, a threat to your hero during the second half of the season. So so there's that break there, and you don't get, um, it doesn't get wasted. Like, they introduced Dark right at the get-go, and for the first half of the season, he was pretty, pre- pretty much a threat, but then it just got a bit boring. Yeah, I... That's what disappoints me, because I really liked the Damien Dark villain. And he posed, like, this really big threat to Oliver. Like, uh, even bigger t- even bigger than, than, I think, Slade, just because of the magic. You know, right. he, could, he could really he could really do some damage. I mean, what was it, the uh, two episodes ago when he was absorbing all that energy from the, um, ah, what was that? What is that thing he called that he absorbs his energy from? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody the nexus cares. point. Well, well, it's it's the idol, the but idol. the idol has to be in the nexus point. But really, who cares? Because all Oliver had to do to win was get the entire city on his side, and then he used hope to defeat it. He's Harriet At Potter. Least the good. Expecto Patronum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
WB really wants us to go see Fantastic Beasts. That's all I like, I'm getting from this. I really wanted them to have like that kind of like like wand battle at the end, like right. where he's all like, "Let me shoot evil energy at you," and Oliver's like, "Let me shoot good energy at you with the power of my friends and my city behind me." And I'm just like, "This is the stupidest shit ever!" But it's <laughs> Oliver drops the bow and then just like they take out two arrows and they start sparring with the arrows. <laughs> Why can't we write that finale? Oh, we... that's too funny. That I love that line too. Like, since we're on the topic of that final battle, I love how um, Damien Dark had to be like, unless you forget, I was also a former member of the League of Shadows. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did forget. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, their fight was like, it had some choreography and then it just turned into like trading blows back and forth while standing in place. I'm like, really? Yeah. This is how yeah. you're going to end Damien Dart? I was so bad. I was like, you had like these super dope episodes with all this great fight choreography and this great stunt team. Um, you know, did you like, you know, did you use it all up in those episodes because like all your creativity? Cause like you couldn't send off Damien Dark in a cooler way. Like it's, it's like they borrowed the choreographers from Supergirl. That's how bad the fighting was. It was just like, ugh. Yeah, like, like, like they were like, you know, like two boxers who like 12th yep. round have no energy and just slugging each other out. Like, and that's kind of weak considering they had like a 30 second fight and, and it could have been much longer and a lot better. And I would have like dug it more if they would just fought on their own and not have like a, you know, their, you know, dark night, rises moment where the city comes together and fights the bad guys i don't know yeah i, I yeah like that was kind of weak after everything I mean, that was built up that was just a kind of a a bummer of a payoff yeah it, it really was because when you like say this show can use a few more seasons you're gonna look back at it and be like what was the point of damien dark at all like, really, what did he... He didn't impact anything. He didn't really change Oliver's way. Or, I mean, okay, the best thing that Damien Dark did was married Ruve, and Ruve's really the one who got Oliver semi-elected as mayor, so really it's his wife who's the true hero of the season. Kind of. Yeah, she was like the fur baddie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and anarchy killed her. <laughs> Yeah, not even Oliver did. <laughs> He's like, sometimes, like, you didn't give me a choice this time. Blah! And I'm just like, um, I, yeah, because you launch missiles, like, to kill the planet. I, that's pretty bad, but he was just like, you know, like, he was like just the last person in Hive to do that. Whereas, right. like, the main villain was Hive and building the Genesis compound and things like that. Yeah. And, and with, I really liked the previous episode and then having anarchy as that extra wild card character and him being the one to Ruve because I thought it was a very important point to make going into the finale to sh to show to the viewers like this is the difference between a villain and a hero like villains kill and then the very next episode Oliver kills Dark and I'm like what <laughs> like, see I, I a lot of I, questionable I, things right. in our favorite shows this week because yeah, I kind of liked how they did it. Not like, but I can see like this as a as like a, a an indicator for seasons to come with arrows. They they want to give Oliver, you know, not the Batman treatment where he doesn't kill anybody. You know, he they want to move forward with his character. You know, having to make that hard choice of taking someone out and and holding that grief inside. I think that's pretty cool. But 
to set it up with like the whole first half of the season was just like you know I have this hope and then killing is super wrong y'all and then Amanda Waller's like yep sometimes you gotta kill people and then Oliver's like <laughs> that's season one Oliver's like yeah you're right and then now season four Oliver is all like yeah you know what I think I will go back to killing people bam stabbed him in the gut and I'm just like uh, I guess, but I yeah. mean, I'm interested to see how they're going to use that line of thinking for Oliver in the next season. Like, is he right. going to kill everybody just like as like a last resort, blah, 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 or what? No, I, I don't see. I like how you started with the breakdown and then you lost me a bit, but you started off strong, Matt. Real, real strong. Thanks. Appreciate it, Blue. <laughs> just nice. like Arrow season four, huh? And and I think that's hey, exactly... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Well, th- there was no Martha, so hey. they... <laughs> I'm just going to play that card so much while Pete's still here. Okay, so back to Martha. What? But, <laughs> but no, like... Game. Listeners, if you're listening, do a shot every time you mention Martha. Or Jay Garrick. I mean, Jay really, Garrick. Dark should have just pulled off his mask and revealed himself to be Jay Garrick, and then oh, that would have oh. been enough of a twist where I'm like, what the heck? That's amazing. Mask. That's yeah. I'm just disappointed we never got to see Zoom and Dark team up, just because they were so, like, hell-bent on destroying everything. I'm like, man, these guys should just, like, team up and be, like, bro-villains, because, like, I mean, they're trying to achieve almost the exact same thing, so. Yeah, I just can't help but to think that this season would have ended so much stronger had Thea, Diggle, or even Felicity been the one to actually kill Dark. Because then that sets up more of that moral conflict with Oliver and his teammates, and just makes more sense with them all leaving at the end of it, and him being the one left behind to really stand up as the as the hero for Star City after all of this destruction takes place. So, so to me, after theorizing so much about somebody else besides Oliver killing Damien, it would have been better. I'm sorry, just let me write the show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sarah for creative. Hashtag it. Sarah for writer's room. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean... Can I go down my season five prediction? Yes, uh, share it, please. All right. I did some research, guys. <laughs> um, so Stephen Amell has already teased that season five villain will not have superpowers. So it's going to be more of a physical threat and more of a foil to Oliver Queen as an overall character. And he also... He said that, so... And we already know that in present day, Oliver's going to be mayor of Star City, yay. And then in the flashbacks, to contrast that, he's going to be joining the Brafta. So, which I still, like, I don't even have season five, and it sounds so much more interesting than season four or season three. That being said, I think, potentially, the season five villain is going to be this character named Richard Dragon. I believe that's his name. Oh man, is he a dragon? No. Oh, no. Man. Close, but no. He's not he's not of the Targaryen bloodline. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um but he he is he is involved in the Green Arrow mythos, and he has um, popped up, and he's a character 
with a tragic backstory who, and my prediction is if they use this guy, they need to have him show up in the Brofta flashbacks. And as Oliver is joining Brofta, one of his missions, he ends up being the one to like kill this guy's family. And that brings Richard to present day Star City where he's trying to take down the mayor. Wait, hmm. why does he want to... Wait. What does he gain from gaining Star City again? Sorry, I missed that. I think. No, no, no. He doesn't want Star City. He just wants to kill all- Oliver because Oliver... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the mayor. So it's like, what does the mayoral <laughs> thing have to do with it? But yeah, okay, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that potentially could be interesting. I, I think it sounds good. I like just the fact that somebody is going to try to be like a true villain and take down Oliver instead of trying to destroy star city for the 5 millionth time. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that was the stakes for the past four seasons, right? I don't think Slade was the same way. He wanted to just kill everything that Oliver holds. Held close. Yes. Close to him, so. Includes the city, I guess. No. <laughs> His no, home. no, no, no. His family. He killed Moira. Yeah. It was. It was. It was more of an intimate, like fight yeah. between them, which which is what I want for this season because yeah. I feel like both Roz and Dark. It was just. It wasn't. It's not that personal conflict and. That's why the Flash continues to do better than Arrow because on the Flash, the villains, despite what I think about Jay Garrick, there's still more of a personal struggle between them, the hero and the villain, as opposed to this is my plan. I want to take over the city and destroy it. I want to take over the world and destroy it, blah, blah, blah. We've seen it before. It's not interesting. Well, Zoom kind of morphed into that in a little bit towards the end. Like, I was going to say that Dark, um, he his, um, his ambitions, or with Hive, I guess, um, raised the stakes to a global scale. Yeah. Like, to the point of, like, Hollywood schlock action movie. And I was like, I enjoy this, but this is not the show that I tuned in for. Um, yeah. So I was a little confused. And then, like, all of a sudden, Zoom was like, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, do this race, and then I want to destroy all the Earths and converge into one. And I was like, spoiler, I guess, but uh, for the next talk. But I was like, oh, wait, so now the stakes have been raised to a universal state now? Like, we're in this show? Like, in all these shows? So I don't it, – it, it, you're right, Sarah. I agree with you. I kind of crave that more intimate kind of one-on-one kind of mm-hmm. um uh not controversy conflict between right. the hero and villain um that's what made slade memorable and the yep. other ones maybe not so much so yeah good stuff i agree we it are in concurrence it, it does just add a whole another layer when it is that personal and and yeah. we get invested a lot more i mean we were obviously way more invested in uh, you know uh harrison wells slash ebor thon um, obviously, for for obvious reasons, but um, yeah, when you have that, obviously, obviously, when you have that connection between the hero and the villain, it makes it so much more you know emotionally gripping. So mm-hmm. hopefully, we can get that with Arrow season five because, um, well, 
we might just hit the reset button, which Barry did. Which, speaking of Barry Allen, let's talk a little bit about the Flash finale. Oh snap! You're jumping into that already. I like it. Um. Now, as a whole, let me ask you guys, uh, Sarah, did you like the finale of The Flash? As a whole? As a whole. <clears throat> it was all right, but those last 10 minutes were pretty fantastic. Yes, they were. <laughs> That's um, pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Matt? I, th- I was a little underwhelmed, to be honest. I said this over Twitter, and some people agreed, some people disagreed. Um, the overall episode, I was like, meh. Yeah, yeah, that that happened, and then I was like, "Oh, well, okay, this is interesting now." Exactly. I thought, I thought this this season was so great, and then it kind of ended in a low note, and then it just made me like, "Oh," and then my ears perked up again, and then they ripped it away. And I'm not waiting for the third <laughs> season. I'm like, "Oh, this shit got good. Oh, it's five minutes left. This is so lame." So, oh my yeah. god, I've seen this before. That's right, in <laughs> season one. It's like they yeah. returned. To a previous state, you know, literally they went back in time and was like, let's just rehash this same scenario in a different way. And I don't know how I feel about it. Well, let know. me ask you guys about that. Um, well, about certain decisions made by these characters in this finale, because they made a lot of decisions that we wouldn't normally see them make. Uh, I mean, it's what Joe was like, uh, kind of took the lead with everybody to put Barry in the pipeline um, and said they all came to a decision about it to lock him up because he was way too emotional to handle it. And then it's like, we got it, Barry. We got it. We can totally take down a superhero that's faster than you by ourselves with no powers. Um, Seems logical. Seems totally logical. Totally put him in timeout. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, Granted, it, it kind of worked, and I and, and here's the thing: I did kind of buy that he got sucked into Caitlyn's uh, little speech that she gave him. Um, and 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 I say that because Zoom's already always had a thing for Caitlyn. They he developed a connection with her. He always saw her eventually going to his side. So I bought that. Um, uh, what uh, Matt? What did you think of of that? Did you think that? It was too easy for them to for Zoom to slip into um, not a trance, but too easy for her to easy too easy for him to get sucked into what Caitlin was saying. I thought it was their only card that they had to play. Um, I was like, wait, you're gonna lock up Barry? You can't just like tell Barry to sit on the sideline and hope that doesn't you know help or like somehow integrate Barry into the plan where he's not at the forefront of it because I mean. It, I was surprised that it actually worked for as long as it did. If anything, the only thing we have to blame is that dang trigger on that gun that they're going to shoot uh, to trank him with, or else it would have worked. Um, so te- technology fails no matter what, I guess, even in the wrong at, at the worst positions, of course. But I didn't, I didn't like how they did it. It made sense as characters, but to the like degree that they had, they locked them in, you know, like. Um, I don't know. I, I it made no sense to me as like as as like a, a person if I'm in that like situation. Like, no, well, we understand that Barry's a loose cannon right now, but how about we just do our plan? Hopefully, he doesn't fuck it up, and just just in case it fucks up, let's have Barry save us. You know what I'm saying? Like having him locked up and having no backup plan, 
um, in case Zoom, like, you know, sees through, you know, Caitlyn. I was like, um, yeah, everyone's going to die in that sense. So I don't understand what exactly they were thinking. But, yeah, well, I mean, it's the only card they had to play. Uh, Sarah, what did you think of, of uh, their plan minus Barry? I thought it was fine. I mean, logic aside, really, it just it served the plot of the episode that that final note. I mean, the setup was very. I think I think the ending of this episode is pretty much what's what makes it so good. And part of that is is after you get that ending and that final payoff, looking back at it, you're like, oh, I see why they had to make it look like Barry was really losing his mind and becoming this threat to the point where his team decides to lock him up and remove him from the equation because he has the potential to totally fuck up the timeline and the universe. So, and he and he makes some very unethical unberry like decisions this episode but that's one of the intriguing parts of this is that barry's a flawed character he makes mistakes and he screws up and then his family locks him up rightfully so well here's the thing too about about that plan is it didn't fully work because zoom ended up trying to kill caitlin right yeah and then she was a hologram which was such a good callback to a few episodes ago when they were using the hologram Barry when Barry didn't have his powers. Yeah. No, I'm the I, only one who remembered that. No, no, no. I totally remember okay. that. And I remember that's how they used it, but no, I'm calling, I'm totally calling a, there's an article in Den of Geek and they kind of, I don't, I haven't read too many negative things about the flash. You know, people have their issues and it does have, it does have its issues. It's not perfect by any means. Uh, but this person that I read kind of ripped up the finale. Um, okay. And I didn't agree with, with a lot of what he said, primarily this specific scene where uh, they tricked they tricked uh, Zoom. And I basically I'm just um, – I think we're all on the same page saying that it wasn't – like logic aside, like you said, Sarah, it was actually – it actually – you know, the plan actually worked, um, but it's probably something they shouldn't have done. But basically this – I can't even remember who the name was. I was surprised because like how, how – what I said um, – how I said earlier, they they were so negative about the, the season finale, which I was really surprised. I didn't think it was as bad as they made it seem. Um, but they pointed this, this scene out particularly because they said it was too easy. Like they said it was – Zoom fell too quickly for the plot, this, this plan, and, and um, basically Zoom came off like – like a villain who just like fiddles with his uh, mustache. I I wouldn't say that. Something that annoyed me about Zoom this episode is I felt like a good fifty percent of his dialogue was basically exposition about what the pat like the previous episodes, what he's been doing while in Central City, setting up this whole thing. And it's like, hey, in case none of you guys realize this because we didn't really tell you at all, I'm just going to go into these long speeches. And it was just like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Thank you, Zoom, for the explanation. <laughs> now you have to die. <laughs> yeah, like, I was so surprised he said all that. And, like, it even, like, cut away to, like, showing him doing those things, like, 
they have to like bang us over the head with it for us to make sure we right. got it. I'm like, we get it. Right. We get it. You're not yeah. really Jay Garrick. We get it. So, yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If it just yep. felt like a lot of things fell flat, like all the buildup and then it happens, including the man in the iron mask reveal. Oh like, my God. It, just, it fell flat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't. I know we've been talking about theories for the Man in the Iron Mask for months, you know, and trying to figure out who it could have been. And it's it's funny because there's so many people that are coming out and saying, "Oh, I called it, I called it, I called it." Um, I think people, and this is just kind of what I gather from uh, just reading tweets and, and hearing podcasts. Um, actually, no, not even hearing podcasts. It was more reading tweets, but. People, I think, were leaning towards it was Jay, but I think a lot of people assumed it would still be Teddy Sears. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and and so I didn't, you know, I think a lot of people were guessing either it would be Henry Allen or it would be Jay Garrick. I don't think anyone ever put that together. But what's funny about that is is three episodes ago when when uh, Henry tells Barry, oh yeah, my mom made name was Garrick. Um. I don't know. I don't, okay, this is this is what kind of fell flat for me about that reveal. It seemed too easy yep. that it was revealed that it was Henry Allen, who's now Jake, the Jay Garrick in Inner 3, um, as the Flash. I, I just was like, really? like so, so when you guys kind of put that Easter egg in that conversation, like that was it? Like that was – to me that was kind of disappointing because I really thought – like it – it didn't to me. It didn't fall in line with uh, you'll never believe who it is. It, I guess mm-hmm. from a you know seeing him as you know his dad who just died, that's shocking. But I don't know. It just I don't know. What do you guys think? Because it it fell a little flat a flat for me. What he should have said, what Zoom should have said, was nothing. <laughs> that's just what it comes down to. They should have just very like when he rescued Joe or whatever. Like when like. Wait, hold on. Did he go back there? No, he didn't. He just kind of phased over there. However, they got the guy in the iron mask here. What they should have done was just cut to that scene of them opening it. It was like, or Barry be like, oh yeah, I gotta go save that one dude in there. He was also Zoom's prisoner. And then let's take off this helmet. And then that's the reveal. You know what I'm saying? They shouldn't have like said like, oh, you're going to be confused when you, when I open up his face, if I told you, you wouldn't get it. Yeah. Like it's. They built it up too much, huh? Yeah. Way too much. So I, if I had it my way, they would have just like have it just not been revealed or mentioned at all until the very end of the episode when it happened. Yeah, I. I, I mean, as... go ahead, sir. Oh, I I was just gonna say like it fell flat. I still though. I mean, it just it it kind of feels like this episode as a whole laid out has really good parts and really intriguing parts because. One of the things that sets off Barry at the end there to make that final decision that'll change everything is the fact that Jay Garrick is Henry Allen from Earth 2 and Barry just lost his dad. And and to have that like thrown in his face again and, and also losing it or losing his dad in a weird way again because, of course, um, Jay Garrick returns to his own Earth at the end of that. It, it just it builds up that momentum momentum going into that final action that he takes. So and, and it's a really interesting motivation for him to have. But 
on surface level, it just, the way it played out, it, it just, yeah, it didn't do much for me. I wasn't like, oh, I was more like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's unfortunate, right? Like, you don't want to feel like that. Like, I, it just makes me feel like everything we've been speculating, I know we're wrong, but it's like, I'm disappointed that it wasn't something else. Now, don't get me wrong, like, it was cool seeing John Wesley Ship and, like, you know, Jay Garrick uh, Flash uh, uniform, but I was just expecting so much something different. I was expecting something different with that. Like something yeah. to carry into the next season. Like yeah, yeah, even something like that would have been better because, you know, with John Wesley Ship, like, I doubt he's going to come back in that kind of role going forward. Like, I can only see him coming back in, like, cameo type stuff for one episode. I don't, you know... It just would have been so much better if a character like that, like 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 I was um, speculating, like if it was Future Barry, there would have been some sort of effect going forward from that. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I've seen ever since um, both finales aired a lot of equating them together and a lot of people prefer one over the other. But I find that both of these finales are really similar with this whole sense that it's like, oh, we kind of expected this. Are you sure you don't want to give me anything else to hold me over during this long hiatus? Like, yeah. can, can't there be like a twist? I mean, you, it just, it felt so paint by number storytelling. Like we, we knew it was escalating to where Jay or Hunter and Barry were going to race and who is the fastest man alive and all of that. And we know we're going to get the reveal and everything points that it's Henry Allen from, from another earth, but it just, yeah, it just kind of, it, but again, and those final moments, the teases for the next seasons for both shows really work because again, I'm still excited for flash three. Like this didn't make me not like the show by yeah, any I mean, means. Yeah, and, and to your point, like as far as them not giving much us to really, you know, chew on twist wise. I mean, there really wasn't. I mean, you you can you can argue that the twist was the flashpoint angle at the end of of this uh, episode. At the, the that's the cliffhanger. But um, yeah, I you know I think I agree with Sarah that it was a very patent by numbers. You know. It does set up a lot of things for season three, but there's nothing that that's shocking. There's no real big twist, um, like you and like like Sarah and Matt were saying earlier. Like this is stuff we've seen already, so it's not. That's what takes the shock value out of it. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I'm serious. And like this, like this didn't make me want to. You know, I'm so excited for the next season. The the. You know Barry's decision to go back and save his mom. Um, I think the fun part is going to be during the hiatus where we're all going to speculate what's going to change, who's coming back, who's evil, who's not evil anymore. Um, that's where all the fun that you know that that's where all the fun is now. Um, as far as the actual episode, um, I wish they extended a little further to kind of yeah. show maybe like a different kind of central city um or something like that but not necessarily like what exactly changed because obviously that's what's going to happen in the third season but 
just a little more just to you know to kind of tie me over would be great but i think that's what every fan really wants right <laughs> see <laughs> i well secretly i wouldn't want that i thought that the final moment of barry being back at that time taking out Ebarthon, um comforting his mom and then seeing himself like yeah. slowly disappeared that was done beautifully and executed so well yeah, and that was that's great yeah, I, I think it was a perfect way to end knowing, like, the possibility of what season three. And also, that really is a giant question mark because they don't show you anything. And you're like, what's going on? And to go back to your early, earlier statement about who's going to be evil, Killer Frost. This is how we get Killer Frost back, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I like it. I wanted to ask you guys a question. You know, we talked about the uh, bad decision-making that Team Flash made earlier. What do you guys think? There's a lot of there's a lot of talk about what the decision Barry made because, what was it, two episodes ago, um, what is it called, The Runaway Dinosaur? Is that what the episode was yep. called? Yep, yep. Um, you know, it seems like that episode was kind of the episode that was supposed to put to bed Barry's feelings about his mom's death. Right. He came to terms with a lot um him and iris grew a lot closer and then it seems at the end of the episode going back all the way to save his mom negates what the episode did would you guys agree with that i'm waiting for matt mm -hmm. to start <laughs> i don't know i'll start if you... that's such a loaded question pete man <laughs> Yes, yeah, hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of echoing what a lot of people are saying. On, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of watching on Twitter. No, no, no. It's, it's a good question, and I think it's something we should talk about. Um, see what this finale did for me in terms of that final payoff is I finally understood why they kept bringing up Nora Allen's death this season. Like I remember either last episode or a few episodes complaining about it a little and be like, I don't know why they keep talking about this because she has nothing to do with zoom. And then it's like, well, clearly these are all signposts for us to say, Hey, Hey, you guys, like, but seriously, we're going to end season two exactly like we ended season one, only this time he's going to actually do it. <laughs> like, it's clear setup, and that's why I think the, the punch lands so well in that final scene is because you're like, I totally understand why he did this. Like, it's, yes, Runaway Dinosaur puts that to bed. But then the very next episode ends with him losing his father in the exact same place, right? Like, in the exact same place, it kind of is very reminiscent of it. So I feel like that episode negates the previous episode more so than this one, if that makes sense. Hmm, never thought of it like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Matt, just agree with everything I said. It's still lost <laughs> Do that. It's, it's I just... <laughs> When I first saw it, okay, everything you just said, Sarah, that just blew my mind. That makes sense. Um, I just, when I watched it initially, I was like, why? I just kept saying, why? Why, why, why? Why, 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 why? They don't need to rehash this all over again. Like, it's it's fun thinking, what if he really did it? But I just want, I'm I'm addicted to shows that just keep moving forward, that keep reinventing itself every season. 
Maybe that's what it is. Um, but I mean, who's to say? I have nothing to to that that tells me. I have no reason to believe that um, the writers on the Flash are not going to produce, um, you know, a good product for season three. Because what they've come up with so far has totally swerved me left and right. I have no idea where you know a lot of times the season's going, and I'm pleasantly surprised, and I'm overall happy with the product. So I have no reason to believe that they can't have a good season three talking about this. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm really going to see this again. So, uh, see, I don't know how to feel. That's what it is, man. Like, I I mean, it makes predicting the season three finale really easy. Okay, so if he didn't, kill her the, or he didn't <laughs> save her the first time, and then now he saved her, how are they going to play out the third the third season? Well, if well, think about it. Okay, consider this. So, in season one finale, back at the Allen household, and um, Barry goes back and he hides in that room, and then he peeks out and he sees another Flash, right? And the other Flash like holds up his hand and tells him like, "Don't." Now, I remember everybody talking about that finale and talking about like the implications of just the way that played out in the sense that that version of Barry Allen knew it's a bad idea to mess with this moment. So, so that's who we're going to get at the end of the third season, like the version of Barry Allen, who's going to hold up his hand and prevent himself from saving his mother. Okay. So just, and then in subsequent seasons, it's just, like an infinite number of berries holding up hands, right? There's, Is that how it's gonna work? Uh, there's at just least... eight seasons of just eight berries is holding up the stop sign. <laughs> there's there's gonna be like eight different flashes in that scene that we just aren't aware of by the end of this whole show. It's going so fast we can't see it because <laughs> our eyes haven't reached the speed force abilities of those flashes yet. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> and so you think that'll and, and you're just kind of speculating that's how you think the season three will end for the flash i think it makes sense and it could like either either that or i mean i mean really the dilemma that um or the speculation issues that i'm coming up with right now is how long is the flashpoint paradox story arc going to extend in season three like is it something that can get played out in maybe the first two episodes or the first half of the season or is it something that truly can get stretched out through all 23 i i don't think it can yeah my my prediction is i think i said it earlier um they'll do this is going to lead to the crossover and and barry resetting everything um you know, just like in the Flashpoint comic book, he resets everything at the end. Um, and I think I think that this Flashpoint arc is going to last, if if at most, the first half of, of season three. I, I think that there is a – if I think if that happens, I think they have to have the separate timeline with, with everyone else still going about their day with, without Barry. Because I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know how, how you play, the whole Flashpoint thing, you know. I was talking to like a lot of the GWW guys, and they're speculating like, you know, is this, um, is this kind of a cool way to use Batman without using Bruce Wayne? Because it's Thomas Wayne who is Batman in the Flashpoint comic book. Um, 
but then there's always been then there's been talk of that you know because in Earth Two it was shown that uh, Oliver Queen died and and but there's another there's still a Green Arrow around Robert Queen yeah so there is you know the thought that if they don't go the Thomas Wayne Batman route they could go Robert Queen Green Arrow on this do new, it on this new Earth on this do new it which would be cool like it would be. It would be an Arrow crossover without being a crossover, in a sense. Yeah. Right? Kind of like with Legends of Tomorrow and how they had that Arrow crossover without really being a crossover. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I, I think if you you if you do that, and and here's the thing, you can still introduce Harrison Wells. The the thing that I think people forget is that everything that was gonna happen still can happen but the, what Eobard Thon did in the first season of The Flash was he made it all just happen faster he had it was supposed to, everything was still going to happen it just happened a lot quicker thanks to Eobard Thon so my feeling is well not much is going to change in terms of what everyone was leading in their living their lives it's just not going to happen as quickly as it was going to when Thon manipulated the timeline does that make sense mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, (laughs) I I get what you're saying that um, there's a possibility that this whole tangent timeline, that's what I'm going to call it. You can argue with me about it on Twitter. (laughs) I don't really care. I'm going to call it a tangent. Um, Doesn't necessarily mean that we can't get to a place where Barry goes back rewrites his wrong and then they the um original timeline comes back in play and it's this idea that maybe Eobard Thawne never came back however I I like this idea and something that got me really excited after watching the final 10 minutes of Flash is um just being like oh we're gonna see Eobard Thawne again (laughs) like we're gonna learn more about this whole history between him and Barry Allen that has been teased since the first season. And I hope that they don't play all of their cards um, in the third season. I don't think they will. I think they are extremely playing a well thought out and planned long game with his character because there's, there's this, there's this idea that with Eobard Thawne, there's going to be another chance for him to return or for Barry this decision really makes Barry the overall bad guy for this season. I mean, and Zoom just pushed him to this breaking point where, and while they're fighting, Zoom and him have this exchange where they talk, or Zoom talks about how you're just like me. Like, you you think you're the hero, but you could easily be the bad guy, and I'm going to show you that. And he does, essentially. Because at the end of the day, Barry has an extremely bad few days and makes a decision that rewrites and changes everybody's life. And like those closest to him, too, are affected by this. And so he, he in, in a way, we see that our hero turn become a villain. Damn. That's so a lot to season digest. three <laughs> of The Flash is going to be Barry as the villain. And everyone well, has to, everyone has to like kind of reel him back. Barry versus Barry. 
Well, I, I I don't know if I'm going there exactly. However, there is an evil villain or an evil version of Barry in the books, isn't there? And because at some point taken we over were... by the alien symbiote. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Start singing. <laughs> Teddy Sears is not dead. Did you guys? That's catch true. That? Yes. Yeah. You he know was what? Taking Azkaban. <laughs> I think people are assuming Zoom's dead. He's not dead. Not even close. He is still around. He's taking Azkaban. He's... He's just being taken by those, what were they called? Time dementors, uh, time rates. Time rates. Time yeah. rates. Yeah. So it's it's you know, he can come back easily, but, um, which would actually kind of be cool if he did come just to screw things up. I think that would be cool. Um, but uh, I mean, they they changed his symbol to make it even more obvious now. So I mean, if they they went through the trouble of making that, I mean, he has to come back. He's the black flash. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um What do you guys think of no real mention of Wally and Jesse getting powers? That's fine. I like it. Just keep yeah. them as is until we see in the third season. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I said this like a few episodes back. Like I don't see them doing anything until next season. Like I mm. it it wouldn't fit with what's going on. Like if anything, I don't know if it would be for more for shock value and appeasing Wally West fans because there's real no there's no real point to having him have uh, him have powers or Jesse have powers. We know it's going to happen, but there's no reason to force it in um, in that way, you know, so quickly. Yeah, so we come back season three with <laughs> Caitlin, Killer Frost, and Wally as a speedster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. We are in accordance. Correct. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what did you guys think about all of the time remnants? I called shenanigans so quick. I well, almost that's actually home. like that's that's actually from like the comics. There yeah, was, but um... they even said almost like that was a neat trick you did there, Barry. It's like I had to think on my feet. What are you going to do? Well, I'm like, well, it's almost because, like the writer saying that to the audience. Well, probably because I don't think Zoom would was, um, I don't think Zoom was expecting that. He didn't expect Barry to create a time remnant. As far as he was concerned, he was faster than Barry and more powerful than Barry. Uh, so he, he didn't expect that. But it was a nice nod to, uh, I think it's uh, Crisis on Infinite, Infinite yep. Earth. Um, but it was a nice nod to that. Which is exactly what happens in the comic books. Yeah. <clears throat> Barry kills himself. Barry does twice. kill himself. Twice. Mm-hmm. That's pretty meta. Now, okay. That. So, Matt, do you have a headache? But Do you have a headache about all of these theories? Because what I'm about to say may cause, like, a full-on migraine. So just brace yourself. I have... Are you um, ready? I have uh, tissues at the ready in case I get a nosebleed, yes. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, guys, and I'm just going to toss this out here. Now, did the Barry we met in season one, is he dead? Because the Barry we met in season one is the Barry who at the very end of this episode disappears. No, 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 no. That's not right. No, 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 no. (laughs) That. No, oh, no, wait, no! Wait, 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 I, wait, wait, wait. I, I can feel Pete like just waving his finger right now. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. <clears throat> Are you you're talking about the you're talking about Barry end of season one, right? Barry in the cupboard. Yeah, the Barry okay. we met. <laughs> Our Barry Allen. Yes. Um I think that that whole thing is gone. Yes, that I agree with you, yes. Um I want to talk about future Barry so bad. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead and talk about future Barry. I was just throwing out out that because I didn't. That that's a big thing. I mean, I mean. Well, he did what Barry was supposed to do at the end of season one. Yeah. That's why we see. That's why we see Barry go all back to the future esque with the disappearing thing. Yeah. And, and and not there anymore because he did exactly what was supposed to happen. Therefore. All of the events of season one did not take place, which is kind of a bummer because I kind of was looking forward to seeing more Pied Piper with uh, Team Flash, but that's not going to happen. Um, I got off track there. Um, what about future Barry? What did you want to say about? No, I think that I think we're finally going to get to see him in this season, this upcoming season. Um. Like I said, I don't think they can go full Flashpoint because there's so many characters involved in the comic book. Um, now, granted, they have the rights to use them. The question is, will they be allowed to use certain characters um, from the comic book? It's like Civil War. You know, they, they can't use everybody from the comic book, obviously, because not because they don't have they don't not just because they don't want to induce all the characters, but they don't have the rights to a lot of the characters that were in the comic book. I think something similar is going to happen with Flashpoint. Like I said, the big difference being they actually own the characters. Who will Warner Brothers uh, let them use? To me, will be the big question. But I think where Future Barry could potentially play a part in that is I, I think I, I would like to see that Barry. Uh, it, it's maybe maybe like some sort of dialogue or something between the two where Barry has to realize, and I think this goes along with him, he has to realize like what he's doing wrong, these selfish decisions he's making. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he saved his mom, but it's, it's, I mean, it affects, like we said, everything. Right. So it's a huge selfish decision he made. Um, and I think someone needs to talk some sense into him. So where it's Robert Queen, who is the new Green Arrow, <sighs> because Oliver's not around. I would love that. Or, or it's future Barry. It's going to be one. It's I think it's got to be one of the two because I don't I don't think you develop something that quickly with with the the original Harrison Wells. I just don't think it had, happens. Okay, so I, when we first started talking Arrow, we were talking about if if like how how we how we would feel about ramifications of Flesh not or actually affecting season five of Arrow. I will be fine if the ramifications don't bleed over into season five Arrow. Only if Robert Queen is around in season three of Flash. Okay, that's the only way I'm still on your team. <laughs> <laughs> because that that that's brilliant. And I mean, I understand everybody's like I understand comic book fans wanting to see batman and superman and all this but but i can't i can't stress this enough like arrow and flash have really come into their own as like kind of quasi batman and superman figures in a way um and there's a reason why we have them on television so we get a lot of the smaller and a lot of the lesser known characters from the books over so i i just i don't feel a need plus we got way too much batman these days 
why do we need more? Like, like, and I, and I love Batman, but I mean, he's all over the place. You're going to get him in Suicide Squad, as Matt pointed out <laughs> before the show. <laughs> so I'm just, I mean, I don't think we need that. I think we need Robert Queen. <laughs> you know, what's, what's really cool too is, um, at the spoiler alert too, at the end of the Flashpoint comic, um, after Barry resets everything, there's a nice moment, uh, between Batman and Flash and, Thomas Wayne wrote a letter for Bruce and told him to bring it back with him. How crazy would it, would it be if roles are re- or characters are reversed and you have uh, Robert Queen who wrote a lever- letter for Oliver Queen and, and you kind of have that moment with Barry and Oliver and uh, because in the comic Bruce breaks down because Where's it's my his tissues? dad. Where's my tissues? Yeah, exactly. Like I know you'll be bawling like a baby if that happens, Sarah. And, and it's just, it would be a real good emotional moment. And I mean, God, that would be, I think that would be awesome. Please make sure that happens because Robert Queen writing a letter to us and Oliver from a different, completely different timeline. Oh man. It would just be freaking nuts. Nuts. So Nuts. Nuts. N-Y-U-T-S-Z. <laughs> nuts. Let's just make it clear, Matt is the crybaby on this podcast. Why would you so say that? it won't be me? He's the emotional one. No, I'm oh. not. Why are you so mean? <laughs> kind oh, of, man. yeah. I think so. What do you think, Matt? You've been quiet over there. I'm just trying to wrap my head around like the possibility of Robert Queen coming into the show. I think that would be so fun. But I think that would be it and just fun. I don't know. Like, I feel like the water in that well is going to dry up so quickly as the season goes on. But see, but see, what if it's only half the season? Right. What if it's all right. just the lead up to the four episode crossover? Barry resets everything and boom, we have some villain that brings everyone together because of what Barry's done with the timeline. So, like... The entire first half is just in service to one show's finale. No, no, right? So, so, so you have the first half of the Flash season three be a build up to the, the um, I want to say four way. It's been said, Sarah. Don't worry. It's been said many times. You can't unsay it. I I don't think people realize what they're saying when they say four way. I'm like, people really. Come on. It's Legends the, of Super Flaro. Okay, that's yeah, just what it is. To the, to the Legends of Super Flaro crossover four-way event. <laughs> and and that's going to be like the mid-season finales for all of them. Like, And then the second half of each of those seasons does a little bit about the fallout from that. Um, that bleeds into the um, current overarching storylines for each of the individual shows on their own, which is entirely possible. And I think could, God, could that work. Is, sorry. Yeah, it could work. That is so complicated that I would love for that to happen. But I'm so pessimistic on like the flubbing it all up that I'm like, right. just don't even try to do it. But maybe I'm just like, I'm so anxious about you know, this is kind of the, I mean, it's not the first time shows have crossed over, obviously, but this is the first time we've seen, like, I think four shows really crossed over <laughs> like this before, potentially. And there are so many spinning platters, you know what I'm saying, in this in this thing. It's like, 
Oh my god, I really hope nothing crashes. Like I, no. I want it here's... to happen. I want to believe, guys. Next well, no, here, here's to the believe. thing. I've I've heard that complaint a lot, man, and I think it's I think it's a valid concern because it's four episodes. Here's where I here's where I make you feel better, Matt. Supergirl's now on CW. Everything Supergirl is being moved to Vancouver where they shoot now. Everything is going to be in Vancouver. All the writers are going to be together. There is no excuse. They have, what, the next uh, six, seven months to try and craft together a four-episode Legends of Superfloro episode. You're right. They have all the time in the world. And here's the thing. I'm Greg sweating Berlant- just thinking about it, Pete. This- <laughs> that well, is so complicated. Four different shows. And you're right. Now that Supergirl is on board with this, obviously that four like show crossover wasn't going to happen if, well, she didn't, if she didn't come over to C- CW. Here's the thing. I don't know if that's totally true. I think they could have worked around it. I think it would have been way more complicating, complicated had Supergirl stayed on CBS. I think that would have been way more difficult. Yeah, wait. Um, she would make like a cameo more than – Yeah, like episode. I don't think it would have been what there's going to be when we see it happen. I, I think seen as it's different networks, even though they had this time, it just – I think there would have been a lot of politics behind the scenes that yeah, we would have yeah. screwed it up yeah. versus now everything is under the house of Berlanti, so everything should be fine. I do understand though Matt's apprehension about it though because, I mean, we – Pete, both you and I have been very angry at them when they can't even get like the Arrow Flash timelines oh, right God. in sync. Oh, yeah. So I'm just about that. and those are very small things. And in addition, we're just coming off watching two very underwhelming finales that had a lot of hype and a lot of drive going into them. And when we like now that we're talking about them, it's kind of like yeah, so that happened. Yeah, all right. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a valid concern because you know what? They still didn't explain the timeline situation on Arrow and Flash. You they know, didn't do anything. It made no sense. It still doesn't. It, it's but, disappointing because what? What's but I'll say, but now what, Pete, what you're saying is, you know, with their powers combined, they can make <laughs> the dopest Captain <laughs> Planet ever that is this episode. So oh you're gosh. not gonna get your Jay Azord, okay? <laughs> I've wanted to happen. Okay. The Jay Garrick Megazord. If there is there is a fan following for it, no. Can I, I put a visual but... a visual gif of Leslie Nope saying no, no, no? Y'all know you you always link it to me whenever these harebrained schemes. But I don't know, Pete. You you are the light. You're my hope right now Pete, that I didn't think about. Yeah, they're all together. Why don't they just all? Like, get together in one room and just be like, okay, how, let's bang this out over, you know, the next couple months. Like, how are we going to do this? And how to make it dope? I just need some kind of validation from all the teams. Like, hey, guys, we're all working on this together, so don't worry about it. You know? Well, it, yeah. I don't know if this is validation, but remember when this Flash and Supergirl crossed over? Even though they're under the same umbrella, that was two different networks. This was thrown together very quickly. And I... And as much as I still watch that episode and I really enjoy it, there was a lot of stuff wrong in that episode. And I I push it away because it was because I tell myself it was thrown together very quickly. It's all on a so different a lot of things. That's, that's their throwaway. It's all on a different Yeah, so it was a throwaway, but it also was a nice setup to show people, hey, these people can exist, coexist. 
hey, we made CW and CBS crossover, like it worked. But there was a lot wrong with it. Now they have all this time to make sure that a lot of the mistakes they made in that episode won't happen on this four-episode crossover. Oh, that's such a big if. It is. And I know that, like, Sarah brought up, like, the timeline. We're mad about the timeline. How does Barry still have his... How does Barry have his speed at Laurel's funeral, but in the episode before, he's, like, drained of it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like, it doesn't... It doesn't... Those... Those kind of things don't make any sense, but I think on a lower level, this is how I'm giving it a pass. Those are all like more on a lower level. Like we're not like we're gonna get mad about the timelines, we're gonna argue about them, but in the end of the day, we're not gonna put as much stock into it as the flashpoint cliffhanger. I guess. I'll have to we'll have to wait and see, right? This is how it works, right? These days. Yeah. You just don't know. We don't know until you know. I'm very passionate. It is what it is. <laughs> can I make one final Can I make one final point though? Good. Really, the true villain of both finales is Game of Thrones. <laughs> because hear me out now. They aired one of the best episodes in that series. Can we talk about that? Right. Can we? <laughs> like, hold the freaking door. Oh, my god! Oh, gosh. my God. Such I... a... Like, that set it off, and then you're going into Flash Arrow finales yeah. coming off of that, and you're just expectations so high. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, thanks for the appetizer. <laughs> I wanted yeah. the main course. <laughs> God, I was like sitting there watching that final scene of Game of Thrones. Oh. And it's so intense. Like, I don't know. I watched it with my wife, and she fell asleep because she was really tired. So she didn't really – she woke up like at the last five minutes. And I'm, and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, this is the most intense thing ever. Right. And so, like, uh, so she eventually watched it again, and she understood what was going on. But I'm just like, it's just like – I can't explain – everyone has their level of emotion that they felt with right. that final moment, those final, that final scene. And I don't know if it's because um, we've seen just different crazy things at a Game of Thrones. Um, I mean they, they kind of introduced – I don't know, Sarah, what do you think? Was it some time travel there too? Oh, yes. And, and, and I'm like and, – and so it just all made sense, Hoarders – um, connection to the Stark family and why he says that and then his connection with Bran like oh my god just the the wave of emotions is just flooding flooding yeah and that final scene just brilliance on the part of Game of yeah. Thrones so so okay. yeah like people can go and see my full review on the gww.com because I was so emotionally overwhelmed after watching that that I'm just like I just I have to hash it out and write it all out so that's why I wrote a review because I don't typically cover that show um, so you can go there to read it so when I was thinking about it it, it just the execution of that was done so well because you have it's such an intimate moment between two friends and two people. And then you you see this play out and the tragedy behind it, you can totally feel. But at the same time, it's it all happens right after this long 
fantasy fantiful um this very this very um I, I don't want to say convoluted but this long drawn out chase sequence with all of the demons or the zombies and and it's just it's all very mystical but the emotions are there so it's rooted in this emotional plea and like the scale they they did so many things right it just was perfect yeah well did you want to say something matt i was gonna say so i don't i don't follow game of thrones go ahead and throw your stones at me internet but um a coworker of mine was so emotionally charged after watching that she almost literally sat me down in the middle of work and explained the whole situation to me. And I'm like, yeah. sure. And I was asking all these questions. Like, I saw the passion in her. She's like, you don't understand, Matt, this and that. And I'm like, okay, no, now explain this. And she's like, she's breaking it down for me. So what I would like to do for the audience is, guys, I need your official breakdown of exactly what happened. So point by point, if you don't mind, if we have time, Pete. <laughs> Break this whole scene down for me because my friend at work was so into it. She literally grasped me by my cheeks and was like, don't you understand how intense this is? And I'm like, I do now. <laughs> so, so as a person with many questions on how brands powers work and what's revealed and what's not, can you please break down the, the entire final scene? I'll let you take this one, Sarah. So Bran is a warg. And he he goes on these visions, and this first part of the season, we've been seeing him go into the past, and especially in relationship to his father's past. So we've seen brief glimpses about this. And through a catalyst of events, he ends up pulling a Barry Allen and going into a vision um, on his own, and he sort of gets stuck there in a way, because while he's in this vision, he's completely um, abandoned his own body to where he, like, people have to drag him, and he, he just unconscious in a way, right? So they fall under attack. Okay, Matt, are you falling? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, they fall under the um, attack while Bran is in the state. So he's in the vision, they're under attack. So his two friends, Hodor and um mm-hmm. Marin, they the end up right? yeah, they end up taking his body and dragging him through this underground layer, um, a really tight cavern, while these this just army of zombies and creatures like the effects were so good in this episode. Um, and also the sound design, like you could hear every um, clack and clank and just scratch. And it just, and you could feel the tension as they're being chased by just this swarm. Think about like um, a swarm of killer bees just chasing after you. Like that's what it felt like in this very tight space. I'm so, just thinking of Ellen McKinney now, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so a giant army of undead Emily McKinney's. No, I'm just kidding. But, so but these, are, do... these are ice walkers, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, um, they are, they are. So they're chasing, chasing him, 
And along the way, he loses some allies um, because the quote-unquote children of the forest, they also help try to fight off the White Walkers and end up sacrificing themselves along the way. And it just gets to the point where at the end of this long tunnel is a door. And Marin and Hodor and Bran get through. And remember, Bran is still completely in this vision, unconscious. And they end up on the other side. And Marin shouts back, hold the door to Hodor. And I missed an important point that I just forgot about. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Pete, why didn't you stop me? I was going so well. I missed it. The fact that Hodor can only say Hodor, right? No, 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 no. Here's an important fact. Hodor is initially so paralyzed by his own fear that he doesn't immediately get up and start fighting against these this onslaught of White Walkers. So while Bran is in this vision in the past, and he also sees the young Hodor, he wargs into Hodor's body in present day so that Hodor can help fight off these White Walkers and take him to safety. Does okay. that make yes. sense? Okay. That was the key. I don't mean to cut you off, but that was the yeah. key thing that my friend left out. That Bran has the ability, even like, because he hears the present day right. in his vision. He's able to manipulate and he's fully present in that vision. That right. was the part that I was missing the whole time. Because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. If you're just looking in the past, why don't you just wake up? So, and then now he's, but he has also the ability to control, kind of, yep. control, but influence the body yep. of Hodor. Okay. I see. Right. And right. So you get to this end of this um, long tunnel and Hodor, Bran and Marin are on one side and the the swarm of White Walkers are on the other. And Hodor, because of his size and his strength, is the one who has to stay put. So Bran is caught almost in between two worlds where on one side he is the one making Hodor stay behind and essentially sacrificing himself so that Bran and Marin can get to safety while at the same time he's stuck in this vision in the past where he sees a young Hodor go from a very simple-minded or not a simple-minded but a very innocent youth and almost goes into like epileptic shock and just fall to the ground and start screaming like he almost has a has a seizure and so he bran is like stuck in this vision screaming and like you can see it's tearing him apart but at the same time he has to sacrifice his friend to get to safety because bran is part of the key to all this but so so it's that struggle between the what between being um between being so stuck in that vision and not being able to do anything, and there's like this sense of um, isolation with, in contrast to what's happening in the present at the door and sacrificing yourself and the just hearing all the scratches at the door and seeing it break and just fall apart. It was beautiful. Yeah, that is the epic breakdown. Um, I wanted to say to all the Game of Thrones fans listening, 
just the ridiculous amount of people like on like internets reacting to this this is this is the time for me to catch up on the show <laughs> i have never had somebody literally physically sit me down explain a scene to the point where you have to explain everything about it like how just sarah did i'm like okay i understand now why game of thrones is so cool i read the books and i i was like okay cool yeah books are cool but I didn't understand the cultural significance to a lot of people <laughs> the show has. And hearing uh, – I'm going to read Sarah's like review about it right now too. Um, yes, I know there's spoilers, but I'm going to forget. Hearing everything, what everyone's outpouring and everything like that to, to this, it kind of reminds me of – like I don't remember the last time everyone kind of agreed upon a show as much as this since like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And – I came to the Breaking Bad scene super late. You remember that, Pete? Oh, so did I. I was like, so four, did I. Like four seasons out of out of the loop, and I caught up in like a week. I so, sped up through yeah. so I could watch season five B live. Yeah, like it was. I think we even that was like some one of our first shows was yeah. Breaking Bad, right? I, think I had so. I had to catch up because like Pete, we have to talk about this in some fashion. Like it it was it was crazy. So I. I am vowing on on the internet to catch up on this show because I feel like I'm missing out on something here. Like, I don't want to be that guy that's missing out. It's hashtag FOMO. And <laughs> I just love how <laughs> I just love how everyone was just like, don't you understand how important this is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then everyone's getting upset by it. And I don't mean to sound like a troll, but I, I just I this is why we watch television. I I don't know. I don't even watch a show and I felt an emotional like connection to people reacting to this. I just want to get that out of the way. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, it was... Uh, I don't think an episode of Game of Thrones had ever left me feeling the way that episode uh, did. And uh, it's going to be hard to live up to that moment going forward for Game of Thrones. Not to say that it's going to be bad, but you know, it's just one of those things where... It, you know what you're going to get with Game of Thrones, but it was still, like, everyone's going to remember that moment. Because this is just like a regular episode. It's not like a mid-season finale. No, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's not like a, a regular finale. episode, but yeah. the the ending just left you with such a mark that um, it's going to be hard to forget that moment. And it was so powerful. Right. Yeah. Right. So. What was that episode um, from season five? Was it Hard Home? Um, the battle beyond the wall with Jon Snow. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, is that where he fought the Walt Walkers? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Like, like I remember watching that episode and having a similar reaction. Like, something Game of Thrones does is that there are these epic episodes, but they don't leave you feeling the same way. Like, they're epic because um, for specific reasons that have to do with what happened. Like, they can either leave you feeling really high and excited and enthusiastic or, on the flip side, really low and bummed out and depressed. But it's always um, about what's what happened in the episode, but they're, they're, there's different degrees on the whole scale um, because that episode stands out to me on the same tier as um, this past one. The door. That was, pretty, that was a pretty powerful episode as well. Pretty powerful, and then also you can't underestimate the power of the red wedding. Oh, like, oh god, yeah, yeah, no, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh man. A little Game of Thrones bonus talk there, y'all. 
That was. That was a good little Game of Thrones bonus talk. That was fun. Matt got a little story time there. <laughs> I played it out in my head, and now I'm like, I can't wait to forget this while I'm watching the first like seasons of it. So I <laughs> yeah. can re-experience it. You, oh, you might want to, knowing you, and I think I do by this point, you might want to have a notepad. <laughs> Because oh, of yeah, all the yeah. names and things you have to remember, it's no, 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 a very. No, I, I read, I read the book, so I, I, under, I recognize names. Now it's just putting faces to names. So right, yeah. right. But um, that scene, at least from what I remember, actually I don't remember that scene ever happening in the novel, so I'm confused now. But yeah, it's uh, it's putting faces to the names now. So if you're not on Game of Thrones, y'all, like maybe I'll live tweet my catching up. Yeah. That would be the worst. It would be the best because I No, the reason why it would be worse is because I wouldn't be able to concentrate. That's true. On the episode. <laughs> I'd be too concentrated on trying to be funny on the internet. <laughs> That's your problem in life, Matt. No. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn. You, set it up. you said it and I'm like, Matt, isn't that you just in general? <laughs> Like, my problem is I'm always trying to be smart, and I'm not, so, like, it's similar. Anyways, Pete. I have nothing left to say. <laughs> I'm, pro- I'm I'm back to processing the end of Game of Thrones. That's what oh, I'm... I thought you were tweeting. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> A little bit of both. <laughs> A little bit of both, exactly. Um, man, no, that's it. That's all I got. Dang. Processed the finale of The Flash and how it affected everything. Now processing Game of Thrones all over again. Woo, so many feels. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. You don't want Any announcement end? you want to make or anything? Well, I, oh, well, I guess I kind of said it at the beginning, but I will say it if, if you missed it. Uh, this is my last podcast. And, yeah, this is my last show. Sarah and last Matt time are going to be on the show. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll be on, but it won't be as host. But, um, yeah, Matt and Sarah are taking the reins. And they are guiding you guys into uh, Earth oh, 2. Me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> They're going to take you through Earth 2 and then through Nanda Parbat and then uh, maybe through uh, Rip Hunter's uh, Rave Rider. Who knows? And then... Um... Wave Rider isn't like a town; it's a ship. I meant to like do that, but I did it totally wrong. I was like talking, and I was like, "Crap, I got that wrong." Uh, Well, it doesn't take much to command the 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 Wave Rider anyway. You just have to push a lever forward. (laughs) Well, whatever. Matt and I are time masters, and we got this. They time lords. I mean, time lords. They got this, but it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride, Matt. I think it's been like three years, Matt. Pete is the um he's the reason why this show happened and the reason why this show um has been on for damn like how many episodes bananas amounts bananas amounts we can refer to the uh the lips and log later but um Pete is also the reason why if I can get also emotional again Pete's the reason why I am podcasting because <laughs> this is my first show I've ever been on I don't think I've ever been on any other shows so I haven't been invited well, that's not true. <laughs> that's not but, true. <laughs> but <laughs> Sarah's like, excuse me. What I mean to say is, Pete is the reason why I'm having such a blast talking to y'all every uh, every week, at least whenever we don't take weeks off. So um, it's gonna be super sad, or it is super sad that you're leaving, Pete. But 
the uh, show's in good hands, I hope. Yeah. I mean, Pete is the speed force of this show. <laughs> so we have nothing to worry about, guys. If we work together, we got more than just luck on our side. <laughs> so, and, I, and I'm guessing, I don't know why this was the plan, but we're bringing on a Jay Garrick to, like, even <laughs> think <is> <laughs> <laughs> I never said I was nice. Oh, um, <laughs> that was funny. That was some shade. Yeah, yeah. So so don't worry. It'll still be a panel of three. He who shall not be named will be joining us later. And Pete's got to come back because Mr. Robot season two this summer, guys. I know. I know. Like, try to keep Pete from talking about Mr. Robot. I don't think we can. No, no you can't. So, so it's going to be, yeah. I'll be definitely back to talk about you know the shows that we like, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm. It's a bummer. It's, I've been doing this for a long time now, and it's it's pretty much turned out the way I've always wanted it. You know, we sit here um, almost every week and, and talk to you about our favorite shows, and uh, we hope you have enjo- enjoyed it, and we'll keep enjoying it because, like we said, Matt and Sarah are running the ship with a new Jay Garrick, and um, <laughs> I had to say that. I had to say that. Um, and yeah, it's been fun. You know, I will be back, uh, every now and then to, to hang out with these guys and talk, talk TV. Uh, I mean, how can I not with all the big crossovers coming up? So, um, in the near future. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going away completely. I'm He's not sure dying. Be, I'm not dying. Um, uh, there, there, I'm sure there's something in the works down the road, but, um, yeah, this will be a much needed break for me. So, <laughs> Um, thank you Papa for listening Pete. to all my ramblings. Yeah. Hmm? What? I just said Papa Pete's got Papa things. I do, I do. But, um, thank you for listening to all my ramblings. I hope you've enjoyed them. You can always find find my snark on Twitter, too, because uh, that's where I'm usually at most of the time anyway. So, hey, let's, so, uh, let's do some classic picks, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening to Sarah McLaughlin right now. Sorry. Uh, Sarah, you said you had one before we started. Want to go first? Peaky Blinders. <laughs> um, Is that how it starts? <laughs> no. Is that how everyone talks in the show? No. Well, it does take place in London. <laughs> you want to try that one more time? It, it takes place over there. No, over there. You want to try that one more time? <laughs> Oh. You know what, Matt? Maybe I don't, okay? Maybe I'm the Jay Garrick. <laughs> Actually, to go back to that Jay Garrick point, I like how Pete said we brought on another Jay Garrick. So... Oh, I, I didn't mean to say... Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, exposed. No. So, no. Pete is the Jay Garrick from Earth 3, and no. he who shall not be named is the Hunter Zone. Hunter <laughs> No, I'd rather be I'd rather be uh, Harry Wells from Earth Two. Wouldn't we all rather be Harrison Wells from any Earth? Yes, I agree. He's the best. He's the best. But right, back to your uh, your pick. Peaky Blinders on Prime Earth. <laughs> what? Um, Earth Prime. It's um, a show with Killian Murphy, and in season two, Tom Hardy pops up, and that's why you should watch the show because. It's just a great gangster 
in London right after World War One, which is a time period that not a lot of shows are about. Usually it's always about World War Two. So that's something that um, is interesting. There's um, it's just it's old school gangsters in London and they have funny accents. Tom Hardy. Season two. Can we understand him in this in this thing? <laughs> a lot of movies, I can't really understand him. Well, I was equating it to Brad Pitt in Snatch, <laughs> so oh, no. Okay. <laughs> but it's hilarious, and it's also a really short show. There's only six episodes per season, and so far Netflix has only released two seasons. The third one is should drop this summer, so it's not a all day binge by any means. I think I got caught up within a weekend, so it's really it's a very quick. dense show. Yes. Sounds like. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, and I think you can see where things are going. I, I don't feel like it's too dense, um, but the cinematography in the show is just breathtaking. I have to give it that. Talking like episode one, Mr. Robot breathtaking? In its own way, yeah. Interesting, hmm. okay. Nice. Well, check nice. it out, sounds fun. Uh, Matt? Uh, I'm doing a throwback. Um... I'm picking Swingers <laughs> nice. from, um, I don't know, 1990-what now? Um, classic Vince Vaughn, uh, John Favreau when he was acting. Um, this was um, – this I'm getting very emotional over P leaving right now. This was the first movie that I said, oh, I've never watched Swingers before. And then I almost literally walked away from Pete, and Pete said, are you fucking kidding me? You never watched Swingers before? And you, again, almost literally sat me down and made me watch it. <laughs> So, so yeah, swingers. Um, if you grew up in the '90s, it's it's awesome. If you're a young adult in the '90s in LA, then it's like your like unofficial biography, apparently. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty cool because um, I've never seen Vince Vaughn be funny before. Boom, got him. So uh, he was pretty funny in this movie. Yeah, swingers yeah. is awesome. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. I haven't actually looked in a while, but um, if you see it on DVD, you should pick it up or Blu-ray. Yes, Whatever. that is. Uh... That is an all-time classic movie. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I have two. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys two this week. Might as well. Um, first up is uh, a show I just started watching. It's called Unreal. Um, now I've been hearing like a little bit about the show, but it wasn't until the lead actress was on Stephen Colbert that I I really decided to take it serious and watch it. Um. It's basically a peek behind the curtains of what happens on a reality show competition and how the uh, how the crew manipulates everyone on the show just to benefit ratings, just to benefit their own um, agenda. And it's really crazy. Um, it is a scripted series, um, and it's actually on Lifetime. So when you hear Lifetime, you don't think uh, Peabody Award-winning television – this is a Peabody Award-winning television show, and that's kind of a big deal. Um, it's it's only like ten episodes, I think. I'm like halfway through season one. Season two starts next week, but um, Unreal is a un. It's it really is an Unreal show. I had to say that. Constance um, Zimmer's in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Constance Zimmer's in it, and you know she's legit. Rush. Um, but uh, it's it's just. It's bananas, this show. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, it really is like watching a train wreck, and you can't take your eyes off of it. 
Um, but I'm hooked on that show, and I'm trying to run through it so I can catch up to watch season two. So Unreal is my first pick. The second one is one we've talked about here in the past. We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it now. But um, 12 Monkeys, uh, it's on Sci-Fi Channel. Season 2 is on right now, and I'm plugging uh, another podcast I do, me and Lauren Galloway and Hank uh, Hill from the GWW. We recap each episode, um, following each episode premiering Monday night. So uh, Season 1 was awesome. Um, we really liked it. Uh, I don't think – I think, Matt, I think you saw the first season, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we talked it, about it in the show. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. Uh, season two has been freaking nuts. Uh, and I, 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 we're halfway through the first season, the second season. Uh, it's going to be amazing down the stretch. It's, it's, I call it, I'm calling it the new lost, uh, because that's how crazy insane it is with its characters, with time travel, with flashbacks. It's just, it's just insane. It's gotta be sci-fi's best show. I think I know I'm saying that without not watching any of their other shows, which are getting doing well as well, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much an amazing show. I think you should watch it for sure. Okay, after my long-winded double double uh, movies or classic pick suggestion, um, man, well this is uh this is uh it for now, I guess. I can't even. I don't even know how to end this properly. <laughs> um, I know it ends with Facebook. <laughs> Um, Sarah, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at sjbelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. And if you want a to listen to what's in store ahead for this podcast, Scene and Nerd, uh, go check out Netflix Crew on SoundCloud and part of GWW Radio, Radio on iTunes. Um, it's a small show. I'm part of it. Somebody else's too. So the giggles, the banter are fully game this summer. I like how you Welcome, said somebody Matt. else. I like how you said somebody else. That somebody else is gonna love hearing that. Is that somebody else producing this episode? Is that you still, Pete? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He's gonna get a nice little surprise if I send it to him. That's for sure. Um, Matt. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, at I'm Salzy. I am S-A-L-Z-Y. And you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find the show at Scene and Nerd. Go to the GWW for all our content. You'll find Sarah's articles. You'll find all our past past and present podcasts. Um, yeah, it's all there. If you're inter- interested in gaming, cosplay, we have sections on that as well. But be sure to check out our entertainment section for all things seen and nerd. All right, so that is going to do it. Um, again, thank you for listening to my crazy ramblings and my crazy theories because I'm sure I just come off like a crazy person whenever I'm speculating about Flash and Arrow and Legends going on. So um, until next time, uh, you have a DVR and streaming capabilities. Use them. Bye, 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 bye. Facebook. You're just... welcome. Oh yeah, shout out to Casey. Pop, pop!
This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!